Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner James Salinas is alongside via Denver, Colorado, as we begin our three-hour dive into the card for Week 13 in the NFL. James, great to be with you again, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Of course, I missed you last week. I'm sure you had a good one, but... uh, the home stretch is upon us here as we've reached the final third of the NFL regular season. Just six weeks remain, and only 28 entries remain in Circus Survivor heading into NFL Week 13. Of course, this kicked off with the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints down in the Big Easy. Uh, this is also the first of the final two three-week mini contests in the Westgate Super Contest and the beginning of the final six-week contest. Another mini contest there inside the Super Contest at Westgate. Uh, everybody's still in play. A lot of cash on the line in the Super Contest no matter where you stand in the standings right now. And speaking of where you stand, James, how about you as we hit the final six weeks of contest play? Where are you as far as the Circa contest or the Westgate? I think with the with the overall contest, I'm too far behind in these leaders, and we see this every year, and, and big props to those folks that are at the top of the leaderboard. I think in the Circa Millions, the, 
the the leaders hitting somewhere close to 75% this late into the season. And so really hard to make up ground at this point. But playing for those quarterlies and now going into the last week of the Circa Million quarterlies, I probably have a very, very slim outside chance to be able to maybe sneak in at the bottom part of that cash where they do play the top three. I'm sitting at 11 and four going into this last quarterly. But I think there's way too many people in front of me. So I had to do a little different, a little different strategy going into this week as far as my contest picks for that the last week of the quarterly prize really trying to figure out whether it's a contrarian play what the consensus might be or finding some games much further down the board as far as the the lack of interest that might be accommodated that folks might be interested in playing that's kind of the sides that i'm on going into this fourth week of the third quarterly contest within the circa millions yeah third quarter wraps up this week in the circa millions and then the final quarter contest in the Circa Millions contest will be a five-week span. The final five weeks of the NFL season, again, will make up the final quarterly contest in the Circa Millions contest. Sansu C, we were looking okay. Uh, down this, this started probably about three weeks ago. We needed to make a run where if we could average about three and a half points per week, we were probably going to cash. And then I think uh, Thanksgiving uh, overwhelmed us. We had too much turkey or something like that. We went 0-5 last week. So we are officially out of the running there in the Super Contest and hoping for some success here in the final two, three-week mini contest and the final six-week mini contest. Let's spend a minute talking about that game we witnessed on Thursday in the Big Easy. The Saints came in nursing a four-game losing streak, and the Cowboys had dropped three of their last four the line opened up with six. Uh, Dallas on the road is a six-point favorite. I made it four and a half, and then the COVID news came out about head coach Mike McCarthy, many of the staff members there for the Dallas staff, and the line did dip down to four or four and a half, and then it jumped back up on Thursday before the game, jumped all the way back up to six, and finally closed at six and a half in favor of the Cowboys with a total of 46. Did you do anything with that game, James? And what were your impressions of the Cowboys and the Saints on Thursday? Well, the one play that I did make in that game, I played a player prop. I was leaning towards the Saints if I could get a seven and it never got there. So I was looking more in-game and didn't actually get involved with any in-game side or total. But I did play Taysom Hill. We know he was going to be the starting quarterback. Finally getting an opportunity. Hasn't had a whole lot. Had a few starts last year due to injury with Breeze. But I bet his passing prop under, I think it was somewhere around 220 and a half, 221 and a half. And obviously that didn't get there, even though that was probably the worst quarterback quarterback performance that we've seen out of most of the through the first 12 weeks of the season or 13 weeks of the season now and was able to get that long 70 plus yard quick slant uh, that housed it at garbage time so that beat me so that's I lost on that game as far as the player prop was concerned but Taysom Hill I think it was real clear and I know he hurt his finger early in the game but it's real clear that this is this is not somebody that you can make a quarterback consistently going forward to be your starting quarterback you want to bring some packages in for him the way that he runs the football and the power that he runs with and and his versatility. I mean, he hurdled guys out there. A tremendous athlete, great strength, a lot of determination when he steps out and, and a great competitor. I think that's what we see out of Taysom Hill. But as far as his accuracy goes, man, he, I, th I felt like he was going to put – I know they're already short at the wide receiver position for the Saints, but if 
felt like he's going to get put some more of his guys on injured reserve, just giving them whiplash from them having to spin around and try to catch some of these passes that were way off target. Yeah, but that it is what it is right now with going forward with the Saints. I mean, it's a beat-up team. Offensive line's really beat up as well. And then the other side, looking at Dallas, I think it's real clear that Dak Prescott still doesn't look completely healthy from that calf injury he suffered roughly a month ago. Doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. Definitely doesn't look to run. Uh, and and I think also with Ezekiel Elliott nursing his knee injury, he also does not look healthy to me either. And yeah, they're sitting in front in the NFC East, but you look at their schedule coming up and and now you're getting into the last four, five, six games, depending on where you're at with your buy for some of these teams. And you look at these last five games for the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to have four divisional games, three of which are going to be on the road, sandwiched in between a, a home game against the Arizona Cardinals, who we know lead, have the best record in the NFC. So still a tough schedule to play out for the Dallas Cowboys, considering they still don't look healthy on the offensive side. They are starting to get healthier on the defensive side, but to me, it's the offense. That's what makes this team click. And it was really that running game and having that balance for Dak Prescott in the middle of the season when they were really hammering the football. Well, now with Ezekiel Elliott look not looking fully healthy, nor Dak Prescott, uh, this is not a it's not a one way street for the Dallas Cowboys to go win the NFC East. One man gathers what another man spills. The Taysom Hill prop bet uh, is a loser for you with that touchdown strike late in the game. It made me a winner because I had teased the Saints up to plus 10 and a half. They lost the game by 10, so I was uh, quite happy to see that miraculous touchdown there at the end. But you're right. I think we know the Saints are in real trouble. They are really decimated by injury. This team's season is basically finished. Uh, but the Cowboys, boy, they look shaky. I mean, outside of C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, and Micah Parsons, I'm not so sure about the rest of this club if they can win that NFC East. And a lot will uh, have a lot will be said about it between the Washington football team and the Las Vegas Raiders. If Washington can win that game, they will make a big move in the division. And, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles are on the road at the Jets. That should be a win for them. They are a road favorite there by six and a half points or so. We will talk about both of those games further on in the program. But let's get into it right now. One game before we go to break here, we check in on the Sunday slate for week 13 in the NFL and we go in official Nevada rotation. Game number 451-452, the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are on extra rest having played on Thanksgiving in a losing effort to the Chicago Bears. They are now 0-10-1 straight up on the season, but they are 7-4 and against the spread. Now, the Vikings are 5-6. and six. They're coming off of a loss to the 49ers. I made this line 6 in favor of the road team, Minnesota, here, James. It opened up at 7 and has really stayed there all week. Right now, up to 7.5 in favor of the Vikings. 46.5 is your total. Your thoughts on this NFC North division title or division tilt in the Motor City? I think if you're looking at the Vikings side, I mean, what are they going to have from a physical and an emotional standpoint stepping into this game? Yeah, you consider this is going to be their fourth road game in the last five weeks. And they've got a short week coming up. They're going to be playing the Steelers on Thursday night. So it's a this is a bad scheduling spot in my mind for the Minnesota Vikings based on all the travel as well as the short week coming up here. And then you think about the injuries. Defensively, their defensive line is really banged up. They're going to still going to be without three starters on that defensive front. And then their top two linebackers are questionable to play in this contest. We're talking about Hendricks and Barr. Both of them were very limited in practice, hardly practiced at all. Bard was able to get 
out there on Friday in a limited capacity. And Kendricks, now I see him listed. Eric Kendricks now is listed as out. So there's another loss on that front seven for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, can the Detroit Lions actually take advantage of that uh, from a scheme standpoint? Well, without DeAndre Swift, I mean, that he's their most versatile player running out of the backfield as well as catching the football. And where are they going to score points? How are they going to move the football consistently without DeAndre Swift? I mean, the, the Lions are such a wreck. I would love to take the Lions here in the home dog, divisional dog in this spot, getting the seven points. But can we trust the Lions? Can I get on board with the Lions right now? I don't like the spot for the Vikings. They're really beat up on that defensive side. We also know Dalvin Cook is not going to play in this game for the Minnesota Vikings. I, I, this feels like a game for the Vikings just to just to get out there. Let's get healthy. Let's get through it. We got a Thursday night game coming up short week, but I just can't trust the Lions right now. We've seen this team really struggle. They were very competitive back in week five, and really it was a, a game Detroit had at the end. It was a 54-yard field goal that Minnesota was able to squeak out and steal that game away from the Lions. But in this case here, I can't trust the Lions to stay within that seven. I really can't trust either team. I think the Vikings are a very weird team. I think they're a good team. I think they're an above average team. They've held the lead of seven or more points in every game this year, yet they're below 500 at five and six. And on the other hand, you talk about the Lions losing DeAndre Swift. What are they going to do on offense? They've scored 17 or fewer points in every game this season, except for week one, when they put up 33 on the 49ers, and that was 16 points in the fourth quarter, garbage time kind of there. Again, the final tally, 33, but 17 or fewer in every other game this season. I have a hard time betting either side here uh, because I don't know if the Lions can put up any points, and I don't know if the Vikings can hold a lead. I have uh, another set of numbers here when I dive in deeper to the stats. I have Minnesota winning this game by 15, and I have Minnesota winning it by 7.5. Teasing Minnesota seems like the play, James, but it feels like everybody's going to be in that boat, and I hate to be in an overloaded boat like that. You know the bookmakers are going to have some teaser liability on the Minnesota Vikings, you would think, and there's a lot of road favorites that are probably going to attract a lot of teaser play for the sports books this Sunday. We will see. We will get into the rest of them throughout the rest of the program. Just getting started here on the Pro Football Blitz as we break down every game in detail for week 13 in the NFL. We'll be right back with more as we roll on here from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow the money is hitting the road next week. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard will be live from the new DraftKings Sportsbooks at Foxwoods Casino on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you're in the area, come on down, meet the guys, and be sure to tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's going to be great. Of course, James, you recall... I got to go to Weehawken, New Jersey, and cover the Sports Betting National Championship. Now Mitch and Polly going to be at the Foxwood Sportsbook there for DraftKings. It's great to be remote like that and meet some of the fans and broadcast from a remote location. Really fun. I'm glad to see those guys doing that. Uh, let's continue with the breakdown of the games here in Week 13, and we've made our way to game number two in the Nevada rotation, 453-454, the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Chicago Bears in Chicago, a 9-2 and record for the Arizona Cardinals, tops in the NFL, and they are off of a bye week, hoping to have their quarterback, Kyler Murray, and their star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, back for this contest in the Windy City on Sunday, James. I made this line 7 it opened up seven and a half in favor of the Cardinals, and then it jumped to eight. 
and then back down to seven and uh, back down to seven and a half. And maybe that was due to some speculation that Murray would not play in this game. He is still being called a game time decision by head coach Cliff Kingsbury, as is DeAndre Hopkins, the wide receiver. Uh, the number is still seven and a half here for the most part in Las Vegas. That is the consensus number with a total of 42, pretty low total. There are still some eights out there as well. What are your thoughts on this one, James? Chicago trying to get to five and seven on the year. Arizona trying to get to double-digit wins. I took the number. I took the seven and a half. And thinking about what's it going to look like for Arizona, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, we know when they're out there and they're fully healthy, it's a great tandem. But they haven't played in a game since October 28th. DeAndre Hopkins was limited in practice earlier in the week, did not practice on Friday. Kyler Murray was just limited all week long in practice and got that high ankle sprain. I think part of it is thinking about last year, Arizona got off to a really good start, not as hot as this year in the first half of the season, but a relatively good start last year. And then Kyler Murray, all the injuries suffered in the second half of the year really derailed their season. I think they're looking long-term. They're looking full season ahead, and they're being very cautious with both of these players now, do they play tomorrow? If they play, well, how rusty are they going to be? They have it, You don't just step out onto the field. You haven't played in, in five-plus weeks, and now you're going to step out on the field and think about the field they're going to step onto. So you're going to step out to Soldier Field. That's a bad foot. That's bad footing out there. You already know that's a slow track out there. The weather is not going to be conducive for a great passing game. It's supposed to uh, some light rain is supposed to happen as the game progresses, and then it's going to be windy. It's the windy city. We know that, and it's going to be anywhere between 15 to 20 mile an hour winds. So I think that's not that's not going to be conducive to the way that Arizona wants to throw the football. And then we think about Kyler Murray, and it's a high ankle sprain. It's his left ankle sprain. So when he drops back, and he's going to start to make a move out of that pocket first step is going to be on that left foot they want to make sure that this is this high uncle spring is a hundred percent healthy i think playing on that field there i suspect he doesn't play but even if he does play i think he's going to be rusty stepping out there on the field and having to compete at, at the speed of the game and i know chicago the defensive side totally banged up linebackers decimated out there uh, but this is a team that's going to try to ball control and run the football it will be andy dalton that will be starting at the quarterback position to for the bears on sunday going to see a strong dose of david montgomery hammering the football here getting that number over the hook getting it plus seven and a half at home uh, against potentially a gimpy and or very rusty kyler murray out there in the field i'll take my chances i'm playing the number i'm taking the seven and a half yeah I, I think that's really the handicap there i mean it looks like arizona should win this game pretty handily if you look at the arizona cardinals and what they've done so far this season even with colt mccoy at quarterback and you compare that to what the chicago bears have been really this season but i think as a bears backer uh, you probably like the fact, at least I would, that Andy Dalton is getting the start. I really would not want Justin Fields in there. We know he's a little banged up with ribs. I think Andy Dalton has proven to be, obviously, the veteran starter who can get some things done for this team. My deeper number crunch comes to Cardinals minus 14 and then also Cardinals minus 8.5. I did use Arizona in a teaser, James, taking this down to Arizona minus 2. And I spoke about this with the Vikings, but... Arizona will also be a very popular team. I imagine that people are going to tease down, but I trust them more 
than I do the Minnesota Vikings, a team that has shown that they really can't hold the lead. Uh, Arizona coming off of a bye here. And whether Murray is rusty, I, I think, uh, again, like I said, I think that's really part of the handicap. You can't expect him to come out and just be 110% again after four weeks off. I think you're spot on there that he will. It, it might take him a half. It might take him the full game before he really gets into a rhythm again. But I do think off of a bye and against a Chicago team that is really banged up, Akeem Hicks, we know Khalil Mack is out for the year. I'm hoping that they can win this game by a couple of points. Well, and thinking about Arizona for just thinking about the track that they're going to play on. We already know at this time of the year, we're in December now in Chicago, and it's not going to be snowing. There will be some rain. But regardless of whether there's any precipitation or not, it's not a good field. It's a slow field. And if you've got a bad wheel and he's got that high ankle sprain, don't forget, this this division is on the line next week for the Arizona Cardinals. With the two-game lead that they have against the Rams, that's who they're hosting next week, Monday Night Football, with the Rams. This game is really inconsequential in my mind as far as the division standings are concerned. They handle their business next week at home against the L.A. Rams. They'll have the three-game lead on the Rams if they win this game here, and both teams hold serve with the Rams playing Jacksonville this on Sunday. Both teams hold serve going into that. If the Cardinals win that game, three-game lead into the division as well as the tiebreaker. That's really what it comes down to for me for this Cardinals team. I would really be surprised if they put him out there on that bad field to to test that ankle. And It's still a game-time decision, so it's something we can check before the inactives. But I already took it. I took the 7.5 because I figured – if he does not play, I don't think we're gonna, that number is not going to go up. You might not see that go. You might lose the seven and a half. Might go to seven. Maybe it goes to six. I know McCoy, Colt McCoy has come in and been very serviceable at the quarterback position, veteran quarterback that he is. Uh, but where was that when they played against the Carolina Panthers a few weeks back and got torched in Arizona? So it wasn't so hot back then. I like the number here. I'm part partially playing the side, but I'm also playing the number here at home plus the seven and a half. Arizona wins the game by three. Everybody's happy. There you go. An NFC South Division rematch here as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visit the Atlanta Falcons. The Bucs are at 8-3, and three, and surprisingly, Atlanta is at 5-6. and six. I can't believe this team has won five <laughs> games all year, no. James. I looked at this, uh, putting this together for the show, and I was like, wow, five games. But it is worth noting, four out of those five wins for the Atlanta Falcons this season, the Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Jaguars, so not real impressive there. Now, the first meeting between these two teams went to Tampa Bay by the score of 48-25, to and that game was really closer than that score indicates, but Matt Ryan threw three interceptions, including two pick sixes in the fourth quarter, and that really sealed it for the Floridians. I made this number 12 in favor of Tampa Bay on the road. It opened 10 and then quickly went up to 11 or 11 and a half. 50 and a half is your total. Same season division revenge for the home dog Falcons here, James. You going to hold your nose and take the dirty birds with the points? I might. I was thinking about it. I don't want, I'm not going to take the buck side laying that 11. I mean, I can sit here, I can get the 11 and a half laying a dollar 20 if I wanted to go that route and take the home dog in this spot. You mentioned Mike Edwards, those two pick sixes, those were by safety. Mike Edwards, who was suspended along with Antonio Brown for the next three weeks due to uh, uh, their vaccination status and really lying the fact or, or con whatever they came up with the, with these phony vax cards. And I think that's a deeper subject there. And I think that's something internally, if you think 
think about Coach Bruce Arians, you think about what he's gone through in his life. He's battled three different forms of cancer throughout his life. And last year, that was kind of their calling card through the era of COVID that was the 2020 season was we're going to be we're going to beat the bug or whatever their cliche was that they were going for with as a team. We're going to do all the right things to keep ourselves healthy and stay away from anybody getting sick here, keeping everybody healthy, thinking about the coaches and in particular Bruce Arians and what he's gone through and how susceptible he would be if he, in fact, could catch COVID. Where is this mindset of the team? I mean, that's got to me, it really serves a distraction. Does that play out on the field? I'm not sure, but it definitely plays out that way in the locker room because I think that's really divisive with Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards doing what they did. We'll see how that goes and plays out through the remainder of the season. But going into this game here, thinking about where the Falcons are this is probably about as healthy as the Falcons have been all season long. Deion Jones, he's really the best playmaker at the linebacker position for the Falcons. He did not play last week against the Jags. He he was fully practiced all week. He is out there, not listed on the injury report. He's good to go. Corderell Patterson, I mean, he really, this is, it, when he's not out there, we've seen how inept that offense is for the Falcons. He is not listed on the injury report either. Nothing there. He came back last week, had a sensational game rushing the football against the Jaguars, going over 100 yards and two touchdowns when he wasn't there the previous few weeks they only scored three points as an offense so even if it's the back door still open Matt Ryan has the potential to be able to find the back door safety position is banged up we talked about Mike Edwards being out due to suspension as well as Jordan Whitehouse Whitehouse is not going to play in this game either at the safety position so a little thin on the back end I might take my chances there with the Falcons especially if I can get it past the hook at 11 points I mentioned that I made this number 12 my deeper stats crunch comes to Tampa Bay by 15 and Tampa Bay by seven and a half. Now, this is triple revenge for the Falcons. NFL teams with triple revenge are on a 131, 87, and four against the spread run. That is 60%, including three and one against the number this year. A little more on this game when we come back. We'll also play America's favorite game show right here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Atlanta Falcons. And a couple more news and notes here before we get into our game show, James. I mentioned that this is triple revenge for the Atlanta Falcons. NFL teams with triple revenge are currently on a 131-87-4 against the spread run. That is 60%. They're including 3-1 and one against the number this year. Now, since losing the Super Bowl to the Patriots, Matt Ryan is 0-4 straight up and 1-3 and against the number against Tom Brady. But Atlanta head coach Arthur Smith, he was the Titans offensive coordinator in 2018 and 2019, and they beat Brady's Patriots twice, so maybe there's a little something there. I actually did play the Buccaneers minus 10, James. I jumped on it really early. When I did my number crunch on Monday morning, and this was still available at 10, I grabbed it there. It has dipped back down a little bit, 10.5 in some spots now. But if you look at the ability or inability of the Atlanta Falcons to get to the quarterback, they are 32nd in the league in number of sacks at just 1.4 per game. On the other side, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number one in the NFL at protecting their quarterback. They only give up about a sack and a half per game. So Tom Brady should have a lot of time to throw the ball, and that's against a defense that is 30th 
in defensive passer rating. Third down offense, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, third in the league at almost 47%. The Atlanta Falcons, third down defense, 30th, giving up third down conversions over 47% of the time. Yards per play on offense, Tampa Bay, over six yards per play. The Falcons, yards per play on offense, 25th in the league at just over five yards per play. So, you know, Matt Ryan's inability, it just seems like he has a curse here against Belichick and Brady, and I kind of think it continues. I think, And you make a great point about distractions. I agree with you there. Um, and again, I played the number here. I think Tampa Bay can win this one by double digits. It, it, to me, it's always a matter of part of the handicap, especially this part of the season, is where is this team's focus coming in? Is this a big game for them? And I think right now Tampa Bay's cruising along in that NFC South division, and then you look how they finish up. They have an interesting game next week against the Buffalo Bills, but then from there we've already seen the the bottom fall out due to injury with New Orleans. They've got two games against the Carolina Panthers and as well as the New York Jets. So they're going to finish out with a really soft schedule coming up. And you're playing an opponent you've already, you've, you've owned for quite a while in, in the Atlanta Falcons. My, my only concern here with the Bucs is do they bring the, the same energy level for 60 minutes that they brought to that game? Game last week against the Indianapolis Colts. We've seen Tampa kind of just go through the motions in some of these games where they just really don't show up very well. And I think for Tom Brady, still, there's it seems like outside of Gronkowski, really hasn't been hooking up with the rest of his receiving core on a consistent basis. So that's probably my only pause for concern here. I don't know, again, if I'll get involved with it, but if I can find the 11 and a half, I might want to be jumping on the Falcons just for that number because I'm just not positive where the Bucks' mindset is going into this game. Maybe you'll even get a 12. I feel like, you know, we've got so many road favorites here, especially at the yeah. top of the rotation. I think one of them, and maybe a couple of them, are probably going to win and cover. So I took my, I threw my dart at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there to get it done. Um, it is time, my friend, Mr. Salinas, to play America's favorite game show. Consider it, book it, or drop it. Here we go. You know the routine. We play it each and every week here on the Pro Football Blitz. It's a player award or a postseason award, if you will, for coaches and players in the NFL. I uh, talk about a stat line for the particular player or coach. James tries to guess who the mystery player is, and then I will reveal it. And then we will talk about their odds to win the particular award. And if we want to consider a bet, book a bet. Or drop a bet on this one. And James, I'm going to start with a guy you already have in pocket here. We're talking about NFL Coach of the Year on the game show this week. And this guy has actually emerged as the current favorite. They are 8-4 and four on the season, and they are first in their division. This coach is just two wins away from going over their preseason win total, which was set at 9.5. He has his team ranked 7th in offensive scoring at 28 points per game and has a scary defense, only allowing... Under 16 points per game, that ranks first in the NFL. On November 2nd, this uh, gentleman was 30-1 to to win Coach of the Year. He has now been bet down. Like I say, he is the favorite at just 3-1, to James. Shoot, I must have been two days late. I, it's Bill Belichick sitting there for the New That's correct. We, we know that. And I bought, I bought, I put a nickel on him to, at 20 to 1. I'm looking at it right now on 11 fours when I got it. So a month ago. So I have that straight for a nickel. I also threw in that this would be interesting if that actually happens with the. Uh, 
parlayed him along with the Miami Heat to win the NBA championship at 14 to 1. That is a crazy payout. We're talking over 150K. So wow. we'll see where that goes and maybe some opportunities to hedge down the road. But it all comes down to Belichick having, I think this is a such, a, we know it's such a pivotal divisional game. And really, what my thinking was a month ago when I was looking at it, I was looking at the schedule and the way the team was progressing. We know Belichick's a tremendous coach. And the fact that they still had two games in front of them against the Buffalo Bills. Well, now here we are. Massive showdown come Monday night at Buffalo. This is going to be a kid. Doesn't win or lose doesn't mean that they've sold up the division. If they lose on Monday night, doesn't mean that they've lost the division there. But my thinking was got to win the AFC East to be considered for coach of the year. And it all comes down to Monday night. So now with that number being short, I can't say book it. I uh, probably wouldn't even say consider it just because all the number of where it was 20 or like you mentioned, 30 to one on November 2nd. Now you're trying three to one. Just seems like you lost way too much value to be buying now. James, here's an interesting thought. And uh, I, I had not thought of this prior to the segment here, but you just brought it up, uh, possibly hedging with the Miami Heat or whatever. How about possibly hedging this award? Because I'm with you. If Bill Belichick is going to win NFL Coach of the Year, he's got to win the AFC East. And that could play a lot into this Monday night game with the Buffalo Bills. Do you consider hedging with Buffalo on the money line on Monday night? It, it potentially, I mean, I'm not that vested, right? For 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 me, it's it's just the nickel, so I'm it's not a huge investment into this for a good payout at twenty to one. So I don't think I'd be hedging it because my only concern with this game on Monday night is thinking about where, and I know we'll break this game much break this game down much later, but there's there's a couple key injuries in that secondary right now, and more so. COVID concerns for the Patriots that have me a little concerned with Kyle Duggar, Duggar in particular for this game. Uh, but maybe potentially you could do that or um, it's whether it's taking the money line or just thinking that is this the spot with the Bills? It's sitting at two and a half. I could consider that, but I'm not that heavily invested. So a lot of times my hedge comes down to how big my investment is. In this case here, it's not a big enough investment for me to worry about playing a hedge. All right, let's go to the first coach on the list here, and he is at the highest odds, and I think he's kind of a sneaky long shot. His team sits at seven and four. They're at second. They're in second place in their respective division. A promising year as his team has the most points scored in their division with three hundred and nine points. The next team has forty six points less. That's almost two games cashing over tickets for their season win total, which was set at six and a half. They did that last week. This coach has his team sitting sixth in offensive scoring at over 28 points per game, sixth in defense, allowing just over 20 points per game. On November 2nd, he was 11-1 to 1 to win coach of the year. He has now been bet down to 8-1. to 1. Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor, Bengals? indeed, the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. And, you know, much maligned Zach Taylor for a couple of years, but now in his third year, third time's a charm. And, you know, we talk about Belichick. He's got to win the division to win the award. I, I think absolutely the same is with Zach Taylor. But um, I think this guy's kind of a sneaky long shot right now. Potentially. I think what we've seen, it's been a different Cincinnati team since they came out of the out of their bye. You think about the two games that they lost prior to the bye, losing, losing on the road against the Jets and then getting throttled at home to the Cleveland Browns. And it was, we're going to drop Burrow back and sling, sling, sling all around. Well, the last two games since they got out of the bye, both, both winners, and it's been a complete different makeover with the offensive approach. It's running the football with Joe Mixon. And I know we'll break that game down later with their matchup. Uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think 
Does that come down to coaching, or does it come down to finally some common sense from the coaching staff saying we can't just have Burrow continue to sit back here and throw the ball 45 times? This is our star quarterback for the next 10 years. We're going to put him in the hospital again like last year if we continue to do so. So kudos to the coaching staff so far to make that change over the last two weeks, rushing the football with Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon has had a great couple of games, and it's very interesting that matchup with the Los Angeles Chargers, who have the worst defense against the run in the NFL. We'll have a special guest to join us to talk about that game as well a little later in the program. I think uh, I, I did not bet that game, James. I think it's really tough to pick a side in that game, but it may be one of the very most interesting ones to watch in Week 13, the Chargers visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. The VEASAN Bowl betting guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key value props. The guide drops on December 13th. Make sure you get your copy for only $19.99, $19.99. It's all available at vcin.com slash subscribe. We'll be back with more of the Pro Football Blitz in just a moment. On the other side, stick with us at vcin, the sports betting network. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, 
Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available at vcin.com for you to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head to vcin.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game right now at vcin.com slash NFL. James, we were talking about the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers beat the Colts last week, and that was a tough loss if you were on Indianapolis plus the three points when Leonard Fournette rambled in for a touchdown with 29 seconds left in the game rather than Tampa Bay kicking a game-winning field goal. The Colts will look to rebound against the lowly Houston Texans this week. They are just 2-9 and nine on the season, and they were already beaten by Indy earlier this year, 31-3. to the Colts come in at 6-6 six and six and desperately trying to hang on for their playoff lives currently as the 10 seed. I made this line 7.5, yet another big road favorite here as the trend continues. Uh, road favorites by a touchdown or better across the board here on the first part of the rotation. It opened up at 9, and the Colts quickly went up to 10. It is currently at 10 with a total of 45 and as is the case was with the Atlanta Falcons, this is also a same-season division revenge game for the Houston Texans. Where do you stand on this one, James? Well, it seems like for I would think for the Texans, every game would be some kind of revenge, double revenge, triple <laughs> right. revenge. They're awful. They they get buried by everybody, right? So they're looking to try to get redemption against every team that they've played recently over the last couple of years. Uh, thinking about this spot here for the Colts, you know, they, they're going to have the bye week coming up, and sometimes we see teams, all right, we want to get some momentum going back, especially how the Colts lost the game, had a 10-point lead at the half last week against the Bucks, and really interesting the, the, the game plan as the game progressed for the Colts. Midway through that second quarter, through basically up to the fourth quarter, at one point they got away from the running game and Jonathan Taylor. And I know Tampa was stacking the box, and we're going we're gonna to play alpha v. alpha, and we're going to take away your run game. So they put it in Carson Wentz's hands to throw the football around and at one point in between that those two quarters 27 straight plays of dropbacks no rushing the football I would suspect we would think the Colts want to get back to their identity that they had done prior to that game against the
the Bucks, where it was just we're going to line up and we're going to be the tougher team at the point of attack, and Jonathan Taylor is going to mop, be able to to really clean up and eat against these opposing defenses the way that he had been running the football and just didn't get the touches last week. I suspect we'll probably see them get back to form for the Colts. Want to roll into the bye with some momentum as opposed to feeling like let's just get to the bye and and have a little R and R. And I think the Colts, for the most part, are about as healthy as they've been all season long. They might get uh, their safety Kari Willis back in this game. He may be activated. We'll have to we'll have to watch the inactives and see. However, looks like center Ryan Kelly was placed on the COVID list on Saturday. So I don't think he's going to be available to play. I have to check, double check on that. But I think Ryan Kelly at the center position for the Colts in that offensive line may not be activated for tomorrow due to COVID. But here I was thinking, well, do I I think of of all these bigger favorite games, this might be the one if I was gonna if I was gonna lay it, this would probably be the spot that I'd lay it. We just think about the Texans and you mentioned where I, I don't care how motivated they are, you still gotta have some ballers out there to make some plays. And there's this really devoid of talent on this team. We know that, plus the fact that you look at this injury list for for the Houston Texans, and it is a very long list. This is a really beat-up team, and they didn't have much depth or talent to begin with here. I think the Colts want to get back to running the football, and I think Jonathan Taylor would be the beneficiary of that, was looking at maybe trying to play a prop here. The only concern for me with playing any of these props is if Indy starts to get too far out in front, do they continue to hand the football off to Taylor? I suspect not. Ow. What I do find, though, and this could be interesting and maybe throw a, throw a little money on this one, and that might be maybe a half a unit for me just to take a shot with it. First touchdown scored in this game, Jonathan Taylor to have the first TD in this game is plus 310. Hmm. Now, if they want to get back to running the football, which I suspect the Colts will want to do since they got away from it last week against the Bucks. This would be the spot to do it against the Texans. And the Texans, I don't know if the Texans will score a touchdown in this game, Brady, let alone be the first team to score a touchdown in this game. So maybe that might be a shot. Plus 310, a little juicy there. Maybe worth half a unit on Jonathan Taylor to score the first touchdown. But as far as playing the side, it would be Colts or nothing for me, Brady. Indianapolis had won three straight prior to losing to Tampa Bay, and in those three games, they had zero turnovers. They turned it over five times against the Buccaneers, and also, like the Falcons, this is a triple revenge game for Houston, and we mentioned NFL teams with triple revenge. They are covering at a 60% clip, and that is in the last 222 cases, including 3-1 and one against the number this season. I lean a little bit with Houston here, James. They're coming off of a loss as a favorite, so maybe that influences the line just a little bit. In my deeper dive as far as the numbers, I come up with the Colts by nine and the Colts by four and a half. Um, I do think the Texans have a decent chance to cover this game, but you mentioned the injuries, and here's what kept me away from making the play. You talk about making a prop bet on Jonathan Taylor. He could have a big day. Houston ranks 31st in the NFL in defending the run. Indianapolis ranks 4th in rushing offense. So, yes, it very well indeed could be a big day for Mr. Taylor. And I also agree with you, you know, when I was looking at these road favorites, I landed on Tampa Bay. I lied the 10 with them. I know a lot of people that really like the Colts this week, too. We will see. I stayed away from this game. Uh, Like the Indianapolis Colts, the Philadelphia Eagles were also bitten by the turnover bug last week. Three interceptions and a fumble versus zero turnovers for the New York Giants. And the Philadelphia Eagles fell 13-7. to They're back on the same turf here at MetLife Stadium this week to face the Jets, who are coming, over that outri- or coming off of that outright win as an underdog 
over the Houston Texans. And the run of big road favorites continues here. Now, this line is dipped, James. While we're doing the show here, it has just come out that Jalen Hurts has been ruled out at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. This was pretty much six and a half or seven in favor of Philadelphia all week long. It crashed all the way to four or four and a half, but now has settled in with the Eagles as five and a half point favorites with a total of 43 and a half. Where are you on this one, sir? I suspected that I had, and we put this in the best bet segments that I, I sent in this morning earlier today before the show. And I took the under in this spot, 45 and a half is where I got it. Now I see a lot of 44s out here in the Colorado sports book market. And it, it makes sense. I mean, Jalen hurts what we've seen out of the Philadelphia Eagles. Really the last five weeks is a commitment to running the football. Jalen hurts a big part of that too, uh, but it was overall, they were going to line up and pound the football. They have a very strong offensive line. The best unit of any unit on that, on that team for the Philadelphia Eagles is on that offensive line. And they, re, they committed to it over the last five weeks, r- rushing for nearly 220 yards per game. And Jalen hurts getting plenty of those yards rushing as well. Uh, but along with, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, we know that Miles Sanders is back. Well, in this game here, Jordan Howard is out, and Boston Scott did not practice all week with an illness. Anytime we see illness now, we really have to be mindful. What does that mean, not only for that particular player, but sometimes even for that particular group? So in this case, is it the running back group, all close contacts? If it is COVID, we don't know yet. But anytime I see illness, it always raises a red flag for me. But thinking about the strength of the Eagles and that offense was going to be rushing the football. So now does that mean with Hurts being officially ruled out it's going to be Gardner Minshew having to step in this is the new team for him I think he's only thrown two passes since he's been a Philadelphia Eagle uh, as so really not a whole lot of time spent with the receivers and then how well do those receivers play sure uh, didn't sure handed last week dropping a bit I think it was Rieger dropped the ball right there towards the the goal line late in that game that potentially could have given given Philadelphia a late win over the New York Giants so that's where I went here was with the under just feeling like the Eagles are going to still commit to running the football. Now you're not going to have the threat of Hurts back there as the dual threat quarterback and his running ability. Now Garden Mishu has to step into that role as the quarterback for the Eagles. And then the other side with the Jets. Where are the Jets? They had an offensive explosion last week, Brady. They scored 21 <laughs> points with Zach Wilson playing against, yes, the lowly Houston Texans. But with Zach Wilson at the quarterback position, they've averaged just basically 14 points per game. And that I think that Eagles front is going to be able to get some pressure onto Zach Wilson. To me, this just smells like an ugly game. So I'd still look at the under. If it's sitting at 44, I could probably still recommend the under. I just don't know where the points are going to come from from either side. Uh, but I like obviously, I like my position a lot better sitting at 45 and a half. Uh, originally before the news on Jalen Hurts, I made the number six and a half. And when I do my other number crunches, they both came out to feel, uh, Philadelphia minus eight and a half. Philadelphia is on a bye next week. And I don't always like to play on a team, uh, prior to heading into their bye week. And James, you always do a thorough study of the scheduling and how it affects a team physically and emotionally going week in and week out. What are your thoughts on a team going into a bye week? Is there potentially Uh, even a slight loss of focus maybe for the game at hand because they're thinking about, hey, I can finally rest. I can get healthy. I got a week off next week. Well, especially at this point of the season, I mean, we're talking about this 
bye week coming for Philadelphia and a couple other teams. Week 14, that is such a grind of a season, having to go that long without the bye. And especially now with a team, you're talking about all the injuries on the offensive side for the Eagles. This might be a spot for them to regroup. And then you're playing in New York back-to-back, beating the Giants and now beating the Jets. This might be a do-it-just-to-get-through-it game. I think it's being an ugly game here. I don't like the Eagles in this spot. Yeah, no play for me here either. We have reached the end of hour number one. We come back with hour number two with Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson for the consensus plays in the Circa Contest right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.